basket. James catches, puts up the three. Won't go. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. His three-pointer. Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Boom shakalaka! Shakalaka indeed. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time you are listening to us, it is the Insight Fantasy Sport Podcast. I'm your host today, Super Coach Hawk. You might have heard me on the AFL podcast sitting here with the NBA Matrix himself. And I tell you what, I'm going to be throwing a lot his way because this isn't my specialty, but boy, oh boy, do I love it. How you doing, mate? Yeah, excited to be here. We just did our, um, so we're in Australia, so we just did um, did a couple of footy pods. So uh, yeah, just rolling into the NBA and there's heaps happening with free agency. But this is your first NBA podcast. So give us a bit of a rundown. Give us a bit of your background, Robbie. And I'm pumped. So basketball for me is all about, I was lucky enough, tennis was my sport as a player. Um, I was lucky enough to go and live in Los Angeles uh, for seven years playing sport over there. Moved over when I was 15 until about the age of 22, um, LA. So I was Southern California. I was there for the three-peat. I am a Kobe man through and through. Rest in peace, my man. Um, I was lucky enough to see those series against Sacramento when they were playing against the Webbers and all those types and the Bibbies when we hated them. It was also the time when um, if you won the Western Conference, you swept the final like the to win the championship was to win the western conference finals and it was amazing and i loved it so definitely a lakers man through and through until i die um i was going to sit here with my goat caruso uh alex caruso just loved him when he came to the lakers hated seeing him leave dare i say am i moving a little bit to an austin reese fan am i a lebron james fan i don't know just yet but i am a lakers fan and i'll never switch i'll never trade so look Love my fantasy basketball, love my fantasy sport. Um, but look, I love chatting to you boys. Met you boys through the Molten Chat. And um, yeah, I look to you guys for most of the insight, but I'm going to bring what I can bring. We'll see how we go. We'll see how we go. Yeah, you've, you've performed, you're giving yourself a bit of uh, not enough of a rap. Uh, you've performed pretty well in some of the comps that I've been with, uh, but we're specifically going to be talking about 12 team leagues. So, um, you know, 12 team, nine cat. Uh, let's see what we can get out. Um, we'll have a look into, I suppose, the free agency moves and not only what that means for the players getting moved as to probably where that they get, uh, where they sort of fall in the pecking order and how that affects the rest of the guys in the team. Because I know um, I definitely, I suppose, proved my medal in drafts as to trying to get a couple sleepers, like trying to get a guy at 40 that I think has the upside of being a 20 player, trying to get a guy at 80 um, that I think that could get be a... Um, a 60, the top 60 guy. So, um, yeah, let's lead the way. Where are we going, Rob? We're going to dive straight in. Big shout out. Let's get into our sponsors first. Support those who support us. So the standard squeeze. I'm sitting here with my four and one, having a little whiskey as we go along tonight. It is nighttime here. It is not before midday. So huge shout out to the standard squeeze. If anybody's out there, go and jump on the standard squeeze website. Use our code INSIGHT15 to get 15% off. Massive shout out to the, the gang at Snap Fitness 24-7. I do want to give a shout out to uh, lesionhoops.com. I'm looking at their free agency tracker and boy, oh boy, is it an amazing diagram and a graphic. So thank you to them for this graphic. We're going to go off them. We're going to go in alphabetical order, starting with their 
Blazers. So it's not name order. It's uh, brand order, I guess we're going with. What are we going with? Uh, so we start with the Blazers, mate. And we're going to start with Jeremy Grant, five years, $160 million. He could feed a small nation with what he's getting paid for. Um What's your what's your grading on that? What's your grading on what they're paying out, and what does how does that affect his fantasy stats and maybe the fantasy stats for the rest of the team? So I just think that they paid 160 mil for a role player. Um, yeah, not not too excited about it. Not too excited from it from a fantasy standpoint because Lillard said that he wants to leave. Look, if Lillard stays, if this it's it's just got a lot of I suppose Lillard looking after his boy. He held out said, you know, I'm a chance of re-signing. We'll, we'll see what happens. They've signed his mate. And he's got went and got his mate 160 mil contract. So, uh, yeah, prop, props to Lillard. But I suppose Jeremy Grant, man, what, what do you see? Because I see a bloke that you want in your championship team to be the fourth best player on your team. Well, I probably won't be touching him with a 10-foot pole this year for fantasy. He uh, I, comes yeah, up I love field 20 goal percentages. points per game. I love field goal percentages. This guy's going to get you points per game. That's pretty much it. He might knock down a couple of threes, but like his field goal percentage is going to be up the absolute wazoo. Um, and I think he's just going to blow you out. I think there's going to be massive amounts of turnovers. I think this guy's going to think he's the man now. He's going to think he's the guy. And you know what? You're not. You're not the guy. Um, so yeah, massive overs here. Look, Lillard's gone. It's a question of who comes in. And I think we need to touch on that quickly. Who does come in? Is it going to be Miami? So is it going to be Tyler Hero? Is it going to be, you know, does Robinson come with him? Does, uh, Jovic come with him? What does that look like? And will that affect what happens on this team? Yeah, it definitely will. Um, so Scoot Henderson, congratulations. You just got the keys to the city. Uh, you can thank Dan Absolutely. Uh, Anthony Simons is going to be racking up a lot of shots and Shaden Sharp at this point is going to be knocking down a lot of shots. I suppose Anthony Simons was a guy that was drafted fairly high last year. So I'll probably be staying away from him because of his ADP being quite high last year and everybody expecting, I suppose, where he went. So his ADP last year was 99 and 91 on ESPNs. I'll probably look for someone like Shaden Sharp to get in and around that 100 um, that has that upside because he could blow up this year. I really liked what I saw from him. So he's on your sleeper list. We've got the NBA Matrix list going. I'm putting – mate, I always take notes. When you talk about sleepers, <laughs> I'm taking notes. I my, my nightmares are when you and I are in the same draft and you're right next to me. My wet dreams are when we're split on other sides, mate, because I know you. <laughs> I'm sending you messages like, is it sleeper time? It's sleeper time. Let's go. So is is that what you see in Shaden Sharp? Is he a sleeper, big sleeper to go like yeah. late nineties? Yeah, definitely. And it's something you've got to see. Look, if he slides even further, I I wouldn't reach for him um, because if if somebody's reaching for him in the seventies or the eighties, there's probably somebody else falling to me. But yeah, I'm probably going to put him straight in my draft board, in and around that I suppose ninety, and let somebody reach for Anthony Simons. And, um, yeah, I suppose we'll see what Scoot – there's too many question marks for me to take Jeremy Grant at his – oh, what's Jeremy Grant? Probably gets picked around 50. Um, Too many question marks for me. No, I agree. So we move on to the Bucks. 
Uh, three big signings on the board at the moment. I think there's one more. So before, after this was done, Malik Beasley has signed as well. I'm pretty sure it's 2.7 mil for the one year. Pretty good signing, if you ask me. Uh, Chris Middleton's gone three years for 102. Uh, Brooke Lopez, two years for 48 mil. And Jay Crowder uh, just listed there as the one year. Where do you where do you rate that? Yeah, I like what they've get back got back. I think Malik Beasley is a big upgrade over somebody like uh, Grayson Allen, uh, Pat Connaughton. They actually lost Dante DiVincenzo last year, so it's a little bit of a replacement um, for that sort of role. It doesn't matter. You just need a shooter to pop in there. They've kept Drew. They've kept Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton's helped the team out, so he's went and taken a reduction in his pay to try and go towards um, probably signing Brooke Lopez and and having a run. The one that I look at, and I know it's going to be boring because it is a re-sign, is Brooke Lopez. So if you're drafting Brooke Lopez, you're going to want to start tanking rebounds and start and, and maybe even field goal percentage because he is a big man that just pops out, gets blocks in defense, and just shoots threes. What do you think? No, I think you're spot on. I think it's that fine line between, look, you get a big man that might knock down a couple of threes, but that's going to come with field goal percentage. Um, I tend to steer clear of the Look, he gets good blocks as well. He he gets good block numbers. It's not too bad. He doesn't get the boards. You're spot on. We know Giannis is going to be filling up the stats with a triple-double on average most nights as he pushes through. So... Brooke Lopez is one that I stay away from. Uh, he doesn't give me what I want from my team. But again, like anything, you've got to be looking at where you're sitting in your draft, uh, what order you're at, and who are your first two picks, and then start to build around that. If you're going to be a three-point made type play team, then he's somebody that you might pick up later. I still want to know that I'm getting high field goal percentage, high blocks, high rebounds from my from my big man. But he's a steer clear for me. I also want to see how they're going to front up and what that lineup's going to look like. They've got a few, a few different options. See, I don't hate it. If I get a couple of um, really good three-point shooting guards and everything, I might look to that, start tanking start tanking field goal percentages, go after those threes and just lean in. Like if you miss out on, on Jokic, you're in beads and everybody like that, what are you going to be getting there down the track? Like Yusuf Nurkic? Nah, fuck no. I'm getting Brook Lopez and I'm just going to have a dig. Um Another guy that I don't mind, like everybody can talk about Giannis. He's going to go probably top five. Maybe he's fell off a bit because people hate his free throw percentage. But Chris Middleton. If you don't drop off Giannis. Don't drop off Giannis. That's silly. That's silly. Like the guy, the guy does everything. He doesn't shoot the three fine. His free throws suck. But that, do you know what? I'm actually a big fan of giving away free throws. If I'm going to give away one, it's free throws. I actually like you can, it really opens a door for you when free throws is you just give it up. It, it amazingly opens up a different amount of players that you can start to pick. You can look at some three point shooters. You can look at some assist givers. You can, you can really start to fill some stats. Um, you can look for some boards. You go some big point guards. Yeah, dare I say Ben Simmons, who knows what the frick he's going to do this year. But you know what I mean? Those types of players. Maybe Cade maybe Cunningham. Better call. Much better call. Well done. Yeah. See, this is why I said you're the expert. This is where we <laughs> go with this. But exactly. It opens up the door. But again, it depends who I'm picking. I mean, if I've got Steph Curry um, in my first round, well, then I've got to rejig my whole thinking as I go through this process. So, yeah, yeah you're right. That's where Brook Lopez possibly comes into conversation for four. Yeah, sure. and a similar sort of bloke. Like um, last year, Chris Middleton was, I suppose, drafted in and around that sort of 50 mark. 
as he yeah. ages and as we saw, you know, some injury concerns, I think that probably knocks him back 20 spots. Um, he wasn't very efficient last year. He dropped off stats-wise, and um, realistically, he's just not a guy that I am going to be looking at. The Bulls, the Bulls, the Bulls. Uh, Nikola uh, Vucevic just signed three years, 60 million. Kobe White, three years, 33. Javon Carter, three years, 20 mil. And uh, Tory Craig, two years, 5.4. They've gone quiet. I know they were heavily looking at trades, um, you know, for their big names, and they just couldn't really get much movement at the moment. Do you think that list is going to stay as it is? You got the depth chart in front of you. What is? What do you? What do you feel is going to go on in Bullland? Mate, they've just got to make some. They've got to make some moves. Uh, I don't know if it means trading trading one of those big guys. Uh, I know they went and got the um, the mid tier exception for Lonzo Ball being out of a year, but having that much money and I suppose hope tied up in a bloke like that. Um, yep. Look, I think it's going to be a wait and see, uh, Robbie K. Wait and what is it? Watch this space. My bad. Uh, with Chicago, there's you have to nothing. Play me royalties, mate. If you say it too much, I tell you what. <laughs> nah, really, there's not too much I want. I like Javon Carter, um, and I don't mind Kobe White. But I think if you're looking at twelve teams, they could be just a guy that you have a little dart throw at towards the end of the. Um, I suppose towards the end of the comp because they're going to be around for a while. I've really liked Javon Carter ever since I've seen him play for um, for the Grizzlies and sort of followed him along. Um, let's get up his stats from last year because um, I really don't mind him. Um, last year, he, was, he shot at 42% from three, 42% field goal percentage, um, two and a half rebounds and two and a half assists in just 22 minutes a game. Look, it is only eight points per game, but he wasn't getting a lot of opportunity on that Bucks team. He's going to get some opportunity now, and he shoots efficiently. Does he, though? How many minutes do you reckon he gets a game? Honestly, I mean, this is a stacked list. This list is stacked. you got you got Levine, Demato Rosen. You've just signed Kobe White to $11 million a year. Um, you know, you've got – you've still got Caruso sitting there. You, it's a stacked lineup. Um I know I'm missing some players as well as I go through it. It's a stacked lineup. Does he does he really get enough minutes to be fantasy relevant? I think he's the best ball handler out of everybody you just said. So he's going to be there. And then, like, you're going to play your Levines at the two. You're going to play your DeMar DeRozans at the four. Um, he's going to be doing a bit of facilitating. Am I right? I mean, but what about – okay. You've got Ayo Desomu. Like, I mean, you've got – He's better than, He's better than him. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll back you He's in. better than Io DeSomno. If I'm you're drafting Io DeSomno, you're playing the wrong game. Well, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's not 2K, I get it, but yeah, no, all good. No, fair no, no fair I just, fair. yeah, no, he's he's already probably the best point guard in the team. So Beautiful, love it. All right, we move on. Cavaliers re-signed uh, Karis LeVert, two years, 32 million. Max Struess, big pickup, four years, 64 mil. Uh George Niang, three years, 26. Ty Jerome, two years, 4.6. Um, and then two much smaller players there. Thoughts on the Cavs and where their list is at? Yeah, I like it. Um, they needed, I suppose, to shoot some threes, so they went and got uh, got Niang and went and got Struess. But realistically, when is Niang going to play? He can't really play the three 
what is he just going to be playing backup minutes? Is he going to try and fill that Laurie Markinen role uh, once once they've moved him on? Um, Mobley and Jared Allen, nobody scoring on them. But how many times are you going to get when you're going to have your two, I suppose, superstar-ish guards out there and you're going to have your two superstar-ish power forward and centers? I just wonder how much all these guys are going to play. Struess, I see him playing. He's going to stand in the corner and wait for it. Yeah, but absolutely. yeah, he's gonna he's gonna knock down a lot of shots. I'm not gonna reach for him because I don't know how many shots. Um, but yeah, if he falls, um, he's somebody that's gonna knock down threes, probably at a bad is he, clip. Is he starting at the three now? Is that is that where he starts? I mean, you got I Garland, so. obviously, you got Mitchell. Does Struce go ahead? I mean, Isaac Okoro just hasn't stepped up yet. He just hasn't really grabbed it with. He two doesn't hands. offer enough on offense. Uh, yeah, and I think I think you've got to do both ways, and I think Struce gives him that. I think Struce gives him, but you're right. You can't reach. He's just going to do a role. You know Garland and Mitchell are filling the stats. You know Allen and Mobley need their scores. They need to be relevant. I think Struce's numbers possibly drop a little bit. I think he's got to take the defensive role. He's a straight-up 3 and D, straight-up 3 and yep. D, and, and he's going to be better than the players that they've had in there before to do it. Um, so, yeah, does he become fantasy relevant? I don't know. Definitely don't reach. It's a no reach for me. Probably for sure. not. But maybe if he's sitting there at 120, because um, I've had a little bit of an early look at my draft board. Maybe if he's sitting there at 120, I have a bit of a slap. I'm not I touching Karis Levert with a 10-foot pole. So Is he is he just six man? Six man is just going to come on and is he not? Is he even the six man? Like if you've got Niang that you've bought in because you wanted him, um, yeah, not not hundred percent. I I actually think if Rubio gets injured, that maybe uh, Karis Levert plays a little bit of a ball playing role there. Yeah, interesting. It's a it's. I'm just looking at their roster now. It's a stacked roster as well. They've they've got some serious depth. They should um, rise up again up on the boards for sure. Speaking of rising up and spending lots of dollars, uh, the Boston Celtics huge. Huge signage, obviously, of Kristaps Porzingis, two years, $60 million. Um, they've brought in Brissett as well, two years, 4.6, which I actually think is a pretty good signing for that amount of money. And uh, and they've brought in uh, Banton. Do you know who Banton is? I don't know if I've heard of Banton. Two years, no. 4.2 mil. The guy's, uh, the guy's loaded and I've never heard of him. Fantastic. <laughs> but what's your thoughts on KP? How does he slot in with Jalen Brown and, obviously, Jason Tatum? I suppose I had a chat about with G about this, but I just want to throw it back at you. So you've got, Ooh. so you've given up Marcus Smart. You've picked up some picks. You've got to pay Chris Stapps Porzingis. Basically the Wizards just wanted to not have to pay Porzingis. So they've got rid of him. They've collected Tyus Jones <laughs> and then, um, and then also taken on, um, I suppose some cat fillers in like Gallinari and some blokes like that. Um, where do you rate that trade? Because I think Marcus Smart was a big presence in the locker room for the Celtics. Like he's been there. He's made the finals every time, every year that he's played for the Celtics. Yeah. I, I, look, I'm not going to deny presence is important. Presence is important though, when you're still offering something on the court and look, I mean, what's he offering? He's been defensive player of the year, all those types of things, but I still rate like a Draymond Green over a Marcus Smart if we're going to talk about presence and also impact on court. 
So yep. for me, they had to do something. If they made the decision that they're going to keep Jalen Brown, which they obviously did, they signed it to the max, that was the decision they made. Right, wrong, that's not what we're going to discuss on this show. They had to make the call. KP's just come off one of the best years that he's ever had. Stats-wise, he's come off one of the best years he's ever had. Now, look, he's going to do a couple of things. One, he's going to sit out on the wing. He's going to be able to stretch the bigs and take them out with him. He's going to knock down the three, so he's going to open up lanes for Jalen and uh, Jason to do whatever the hell they want through those lanes. What he has to do, though, if that's going to make this right, he has to be their defensive. He has to take that defensive role. He has to be strong in the paint, get some boards, and be a presence on a defensive end. If he signs up for that, it's a great move. If he doesn't, it'll go to shit. So last year, Chris Stapp's pausing us. Scored 23 and 9 with, I think, about 1.8 blocks a game. Yep. I would presume that he still plays that. He probably plays that Al Horford role, just younger, but a little bit better at this point in his career. Uh, This point of Al Horford's career, because, like, the guy's old enough to be my dad. Um, (laughs) That... I think, yeah, that Chris Stapps could sort of pop in there and play that role a little bit better than him. But right. do you see that 23 and 9 with those blocks going up or down for the Celtics? Because I'm going to presume to that his usage is going to go down. His usage will go down. That's why I'm saying it's important. He has to take that anchored defensive role. He has to yep. own it, claim it, and then he'll get his opportunities at the at the offensive end. But he's not, I don't think he's been brought in for that. He's been brought in to stretch it out. As you say, he's better than the grandpa. He's seven foot three rather than six foot nine. He's 10 years younger than El Horford. He'll shoot the three better and he'll stretch it out. But he has to sign up to take the defensive anchor role. If you're going to give up a defensive player of the year, albeit they're so different, we're talking a guard compared to a center, he has to own that role. And I think he will. I think he will. I think he's signed up. I think he's going to be locked in. I think he's going to see an opportunity. And he's going to grab it. I, I just so I think his blocks will go up. I think his boards will go up. His points will come down. Um, but his field goal percentage could go up if he's yep. used in the right way, for sure. So he had an ADP of I think, sorry. I think though his I think his three points made might go up, but his three point percentage might come down. So he had an ADP of forty six last year, playing for the Wizards. I think people are going to reach for him just because he's a Celtics player. Mm. I don't think blokes like mm. you, myself, and, and you know, fellas listening to this show, ladies listening to this show, are going to be taking him. Because I probably think that I would take him 55 to 60, and I don't think I'm going to be in too many comps where he's still there. Yeah, I know we had a chat during the day about we need to like disagree and people love when people on these shows disagree, but I can't disagree with you on that one. I, you're yeah. spot on. So he, I, I think his ADP actually has to come down. I think it has as in down as in worse, lower. Uh, but I think people will reach, you're spot on, because they're going to get all ramped up and excited about him. He's not going to get his offensive possessions. He's not going to get the touches as much. It's Tayton's team. It's Brown's to take over when he gets the opportunities. Um, yeah. If you're going to look for offensive approach, you're not going to get it. No, and I don't think I don't think I don't think his percentages will increase that much to to warrant it to warrant the extra blocks and maybe the extra boards. But yep. yeah, I, you're right, fifty five for me. But I don't think you'll ever be there in any of the drafts you and I are in at that point. But that means cash for us. So, so a bloke that is, 
I think going to be undervalued this year because I look at this depth chart, right, and I start to work out who is the best ball handler, who is the best passer on this team. And um, the Rhino, Derek White, the great white Rhino, was he was drafted 135th overall on ESPN last year. The consensus across all leagues was 148. I'll just look at this now. Brogdon, he's got golfer's elbow or some injury like this that actually cuckolded them with a trade. They they flipped it back. We ended up with Marcus Smart in Memphis because the Clippers, basically Brogdon didn't pass his medical. He could not even be playing this year. So Derek White, are you going to be looking at Peyton Pritchard? No, you're not. It's going to be Derek White, and he's the best ball handler. He's got yeah. Team USA experience. So if you look at last year in 28 minutes, he's got 12.4 points, shooting 46%, 38 from three, had some big moments, even in the playoffs, with just under four rebounds and just under four assists. So I think if he can get an extra eight minutes, so you're looking at one, two, three, so another fifth extra on the floor, um, if he's pushing five assists, five rebounds um, if he starts to push 16 points. I think that he could be a steal in and around that 120. Uh, Yeah, you're right. I think he has to be the starter. I don't think he gets those boards. I don't think he pushes his boards up. I think he might have got a few boards with effort, playing with the second unit a bit more last year and things like that. So I don't think he gets his boards. I think he's going to have to play some serious D as well. So yep. I don't think he gets the boards. I think he stays out. Um, but look, past 120, I think it's not a bad call. Um, I'd probably steer clear. What do you then see? Is it is it Derek White, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum? Does KP play the four? And does Robert yeah. Williams play the five? Yeah. Is that how we That's see it? That's the way that I see it. I see yeah. Al Horford probably playing the backup at each I position. Because I, think, so I think Grant Williams will get moved. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yep. I think, you know, when you're looking at Celtics, I just think Grant Williams is going to get moved. They just, they're not going to pay him. Brogdon's probably not going to play. Um, and then you're going to have blokes like O'Shea, Brissett and everything like that. They're going to be leaning on Derek White because Peyton Pritchard isn't the answer. He's going to have to play a lot of minutes. I don't mind the Brissett signing. I think that's going to help them a lot. I think he's spot on. I think he then slots into that second unit and does a decent job for sure. I I think he's spot on. Robin getting played 22.6 million to basically do nothing is outrageous. Outrageous. Yeah. It's hard when you're injured. Like, you know, they signed him thinking that he was actually going to play. So, yeah. We move move on. on. We move on and we're going to be here till 1 a.m. It's good chat, but great chat. Clippers, Russell Westbrook, two years, eight mil. Hate it. (laughs) <laughs> so, where does he sit look let's be honest we have to talk about russell westbrook quickly though because fantasy relevancy he continues to still pad the stats does he do it again and at what point are you taking him i'm not so what i did last year is um i'm really big on espn so they have a little button that you can press and then you can remove him That's what I did last year because I didn't want to be tempted with the last pick or anything like that. He ended up getting taken something ridiculous, like 40th. I think on ESPN, he was average 73 and that was overdrafted. Um, Yeah, look, I won't be touching him in 12-team leagues. Just for shits and giggles, how many triple-doubles does he get? Oh, I don't know, eight. 
It's not bad. It's not bad. It, that sometimes can be the difference between winning eight weeks or not. Yeah, I think most most comps won't have triple doubles as an option. So they're cool. They're cool. We move on. Uh, Grizzlies, uh, your boys, your boys. Uh, <laughs> Desmond Bain, you got to be loving that. Five years, 205 mil. Uh, well done. Deserves his cash. Uh, Derek Rose, two years, 6.5 mil. Can't be hating on that either. No. So I think we got a couple locker room guys. Um, I, I think we've went and got Marcus Smart, which love or hate, oh, love or hate Dylan Brooks, he was a bit of a leader for us, um, whether it was a good thing or whether it was a bad thing. Like you watch any of our pregame shows, what did we have? We had blokes like Dylan Brooks, Brooks leading the chant. Look, he did try to take it to LeBron. Did it backfire? Yes. Did it cost him his job? Probably. But I think now we've got Marcus Smart to probably be our number two once Ja Morant comes back. Uh, we've got Derek Rose, I suppose, to be a backup throughout the year. He's cheaper than Tyus Jones, and we've got Marcus Smart to slot in there. We've got a lot of three-point shooters. And then we've got we've got the two most recent defensive players of the year. So you want defensive stats. You want steals and blocks. You start to look at the Grizzlies. Yep. Yeah. Um, where, do, where do you draft Ja Morant? Because he's going to be out for 25 weeks. He is not going to get the IR tab. So you can't just put him in your IR. No. It, it, then for me, I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. I, I think he's a no pickup for me. Um. You think about if you can't put the IR tab on him and put him in down the bottom, and you you can't cover that. You it, it, you cannot cover that, in my opinion. So as sad as it may sound, it'll be a battle for. I'll be intrigued to see. I think the person who picks picks him will give up after, especially if they go zero three in the first three weeks. They have to just give in. But then again, what are you dropping him for? Nothing. Or you try yeah. and trade, or you drop him, and then it's everyone's like waiting for like. At what point? It's like just like a share trade thing, buy or sell. Like, what are you doing? But I don't know. For me, it's a leave alone. I want to feel my yep. team. I got absolutely screwed with Chris Middleton last year being supposedly three weeks and then the guy didn't play for like five months. So, and it just screwed me. I was stuffed. I, I had probably one of the predictors to go really well last year in one of my leagues and it absolutely destroyed me. You can't carry a non-player in my opinion. I think you can as long as... You have, so you're going to get a bump from a bloke like Marcus Smart while you have him. You have to be really confident in your abilities, though. You have to be really ballsy, and I think I might be ballsy enough to take him. We got our first disagree, which is good. So there we go. <laughs> I, I think you're stupid. I think you're stupid, but you play in enough goddamn leagues that you'll do it in two of them to see how it goes, and then you <laughs> delete app on those leagues and focus on the other one. That's my opinion. <laughs> let's move on to the next day what the hell is going on in atlanta what the hell what the hell's going nothing. on with the hall is absolutely nothing is is trey gonna be there is trey playing is he gonna be in atlanta no i don't think so i took so then but then hold on so if you're saying they're looking at possibly moving their franchise player which i get it yep. but unless they're actually getting something to completely fill their roster they haven't gone and made any free agency moves to build something around what they could possibly get surely they've got 14 offers sitting on their doorstep 
for them to go, all right, cool, this is the best one. Let's maybe go and we need to grab a couple of extra pieces to make sure that this makes sense. It's hard. I I think he gets moved. I think the experiment of him and DeJounte Murray is over. So I took DeJounte Murray at 20 in a lot of leagues last year, and I got absolutely burnt. Got a bit lucky. Um, absolutely got destroyed in a league where I took DeJounte Murray at 20 and Cade Cunningham uh, with my next pick. But, look, I like his defensive stats. I just think, yeah, he's he's gone. He can't. They can't keep Trey Young on this team. But as a fantasy player, I don't care where Trey Young goes. I think he's yeah. top 20. Yeah, no spot on. So then here's my question to you. If he's a let's say he doesn't, he's not moved before week one, right? Do you take the chance on a DeJounte Murray with a likelihood that Trey may get moved at some point? No. Okay. I take I take Trey Young hoping that he gets to a team where he probably has to do a little bit more. I I would take Trey Young. I wouldn't take DeJounte Murray expecting Trey to get moved. I'd probably still take DeJounte Murray 30th. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I would. Miami Heat, Josh Richardson, two years, 5.9. Kevin Love, two years, 7.6. Love that. Thomas Bryant, two years, 5.4. Don't mind that. Uh, Orlando Robinson, one year, 1.8. And then a few other non-names. How's the Miami Heat looking? And is D Lillard heading to the Heat? Yeah, I'm. look, we're going to know where Lillard is by the time draft comps come around. Um, yep. I don't like Jimmy Butler in fantasy because at his age, they rest him a lot. Yep. And uh, Miami have, I suppose, championship aspirations. They got really close last year. But I really like Bam. I feel like Miami Heat are going to try and do what the Clippers... They're going to do what the Clippers have tried to do, but they're going to do it right. So they'll rest their players when they need to, but they'll actually have great success doing it where the Clippers weren't able to pull it off. Um, They'll have enough to go, and I think you're spot on, and I think that's where like a Bam Adebayo really does step up because he'll play more times than not where the Butlers and... um, Lillard might be in and out, but they'll, they'll make sure that they are primed and ready to hit the playoffs where they need to. And look, mate, I mean, look at what they did from where they finished this year. Do you know what I mean? Yep. So I think you're spot on. I think you've got to be very wary of heat players. Um, and the only one that I'd probably really look at is like a Bam Adebayo for sure. Yeah. So he played 35 minutes a lot night, went and got 20 and nine with three assists, um, a couple of steals, just really shot at 54%. I wonder... If you pair a guy like Bam with a Giannis or somebody like that, um, you've you've you're off to a really good start. I think they really complement each other as a pair uh, when you're drafting um, because they've both got high field goal percentage. Um, I actually thought that if that so the Heat were rumored to be, I suppose going after Brook Lopez. I actually thought Bam might have basically played a Giannis role this year. Yeah. It's a good shout. So we're talking 12-man team. So you get Giannis, what, pick four, comes back around the second round, bam, out of bio. It's not a bad linkage. Spot on. Probably yep. the th- probably the third round. So he had an ADP of 27. So you take Ooh. Giannis at four. Um, you're taking another bloke a bit later on. What are you taking, a 16th pick? Are you taking 16th pick then? No, yeah. you're going further no, around again. No, further down, to, further down. You're nearly like yeah, 20, you're going- 20, 20, 21. 
Yep. Yeah. I don't like I don't mind Bam there. And if he slides yeah. definitely on the on the turn I there. Th- maybe just I think, I think he goes get... about there. I think he goes yep. about there for exactly what we're saying. Um I think silly people will pick Lillard still too early. Um I think that'll be a silly pick this year to take Lillard too early, for sure, in my yep. opinion. Uh Hornets, Lamello Ball, five years, getting paid two sixty mil and Miles Bridges one year seven point nine. How's things looking out in Charlotte? I'm not going to touch Miles Bridges too much from a good bloke situation, but <laughs> I'd probably touch him from a fantasy point because I think people are going to sleep on him. So if you look at ESPNs at the moment, he's sitting there at 250-odd. Um, yep. We just saw him be a really good player when he did play. I don't condone anything that he's done, Um Shit bloke. Um, this was sort of best case scenario for the Charlotte Hornets because they didn't have to offer him a contract. He just picked up his contract. Basically, nobody would have offered him anything by the sounds of it because as a player, he's probably worth more than $7.9 million. If I suppose it's sort of sitting there late round, having a bit of a punt at him. Um, hoping that he gets back to, I suppose he was near, he was borderline all star. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was borderline all star, and we're yeah. talking about him maybe being available at 120. That's Mate, something that good, I have a punt good, on. They had a good thing going on, absolutely. They had a good thing going on. I mean, I look at this roster. I go, who's fantasy relevant? Like, where are you? Where are you taking a Lamelo ball? Like, where does he sit for you on ADP? Ninth. I know that's very who? specific. But I love it. I, I had it. I love it. That's what that's what okay. the people are listening for, mate. That's exactly what the people are listening for. I love that. Um, yeah. No, <laughs> I, was, I had. A, I had. You're a the guy today. who goes. I'll be there in seven minutes. I'll see you. Soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really not. Um, I'm. I'll, I'll. Um. I'll have already had twelve beers, and I'll end up taking Damien Lillard when I'm. I'll be there in five, but I can still hear the shower in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, look, yeah, he had an ADP of, I suppose, 11 on Yahoo, six on ESPN. I think that I would take him at ninth. Yep. Would, would who, you who take Tyrese did... Halliburton or him? Because that's my comparison. Yeah. Yeah, right? I, I loved having Halley last year. I'm not going to lie. I loved having Halley. I, I re- it was one of those ones where I actually wasn't sure about I'm going to be honest. I hadn't actually watched him play that much basketball. And I hate picking players in any fantasy sport competition that I'm playing that I haven't watched. And you're just picking off stats and what you hear and the vibe and the ADP. But the, I had one league where I took him and, man, and I enjoyed watching him play. Um, oh, man. I'm, I'm, well, I have to go him again. I actually really enjoyed Halley, but I think this is actually Lamello's year to break out a bit more. So I'm going to take Lamello over Halley this year. Me too. That's where I sit. Cause that's sort of where I was sitting. Like you've got blokes on ESPN's board, like, like Steph Curry in and around there. I'd take both of these young and I'm not a big fan of taking young people. I want to just, I just want to get the proven quantity, but I think Steph Curry's and your Lillard's and those sorts of guys, I'll let other people make that mistake. Um, and yeah, I'd probably just go with somebody like Hallie or Lamello in and around that nine to 11. Yeah, I've talked a lot about this on other podcasts and we'll move on because I know we've got more teams to get through. But I've there comes a point where we look at our own age and we go, we have to start getting the next generation of players. You have to start going, you know what? Lillard's as great as he is, averaging 32 points and the things like that. There comes a point where you go, you've got to look to the next generation. Don't go the massive reach 
and be like, you're, you're not picking the team for your fantasy draft in NBA 2K that you're going to play five seasons yep. in two weeks. But you have to look to the next generation and when are they going to take over? And you're right, LaMelo Ball, Tyrese Halliburton, I'm not saying they're better than Steph Curry, but there comes a point where you've got to start picking them from a fantasy ad- aspect. And they're going to sure. play more. I, I, would, I hope that they I, – I would take a guess that they're going to play more games than Steph Curry and Damian Lillard as well. If, if if our comments don't light up about that, there's going to be some Steph Curry people like, don't be stupid, take him number three, let's go, let's go. And you might be right. You might be right. Hit us up. We love it. They um, honestly, Golden State Warriors went and got um went and got Curry insurance in Chris Paul. So what do they think? Yeah, spot on, spot on. Jordan Clarkson, three years, fifty five mil at the Jazz. Are they relevant enough to talk about? Laurie Markkinen is. Oh, very good call. Well played. Well played. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Laurie Markkinen is fantasy relevant. Uh, Walker Walker Kessler? Oof. Do you know what? I haven't watched him play enough, so I'm going to lean to you on that one. But I've I've heard a lot about him. and I, But yeah, what, what number? Where do you see him falling? Where would you take him? I think if you miss out on one of those premier guys, like, and you find yourself just wanting some blocks, he... He's basically a Rudy Gobert that plays every game. Okay. So if Rudy Gobert and Walker Kessler are sitting there, I'm taking Walker Kessler. Nobody so else got, is going to. They've got Colin Sexton, Jordan Clarkson, Larry Markin, and John Collins now, and then yep. Walker Kessler. And then you go to like Chris Dunn, uh, you got THT. They don't have much else, do they? So it's not a bad shout. It's not a bad shot. Yeah, so yeah. Walker Kessler doesn't get very involved in offense, I suppose. Um, so he is going to go at a really high clip defensively. So he's going to go get 10 rebounds a game. He's going to get no assists. He's going to go get some blocks. Um, yeah, look, he's just the guy that you want. Oh. So did you give a number? I wasn't sure. Did you give a number? I've had a couple of standard squeezes. How many, where'd you see him falling? I did say 50th, but looking at his stats, I think I might be reaching a little bit. It might be more like 70th because what else do you have? Like in your centers, you're going to, they're all going to go early. And I suppose as soon as somebody, as soon as you KPs, I'm presuming that he's going to go in around that 35 because people love watching Boston games. And as soon as you start missing out on guys like, Miles Turner, it's going to be blokes like Yusuf Nurkic. Well, the guy never plays because he's always injured. You're going to be looking for, I suppose, these sleeper sort of guys, like your Jalen Durans if you're looking for a bloke at 130. Um, I think Walker Kessler is going to be a, definitely a top 80 guy this year. But, that, but that's what I'm saying. So don't reach for 50. If they're off the board and the nah. center's off the board and you haven't got one, you're going to get them at 70 because everybody else has to fill the other areas. Go and make yeah, sure you yeah. fill up the stats. Know what numbers you're looking for. And when you're, your Lopez's, your Kessler's, like which type are you taking to make sure it fits what you grabbed early on? Spot on. Yeah. Dare we say, light the beam. He knows who I'm referring to. So we've got to give him a shout out. Our boy, Justin. Uh, the Kings are surging. The Kings are surging. And look at the names that they've got on their board. They've got Sabonis to five years, 217 mil. Harrison Barnes, three years, 54. Trey Lyles, two years at 16 mil. Uh, Alex Land, one year, 3.2. Uh, Sasha Vesnikov. Do you know him? Three years, 20 mil. 
No, it sounds like Sasha Vichovich, but it's not. Yeah. Um, the guy's getting paid. It's not bad. Three years, 20 mil. I suppose their big move was holding on to Sabonis. Well, actually, they just reviewed it and paid him more. So I don't really know why they bothered to do it. Um, but they're keeping their boy happy and they are, I don't know. They're keeping their boy happy and they're keeping him. Um, He's very fantasy relevant for sure. Yeah. I think he could go sort of that 14 sort of range. Yeah. 12 yeah, yeah. range. I, I I like him. I take him early when it comes to fantasy. I, I'm definitely looking. It's, it's one of those, you don't want to reach too big. There's always some names on there, but he... His name comes off the board early, and you're kind of like, ooh. And then you're like, but then he just goes and puts up good numbers. Have you got his numbers? You got his stats from last year? Oh, I mean, I'll talk to their I'll talk to their depth chart if you happen to have it in front of you. I mean, it's a good lineup. They got Fox, Herder, Barnes, Keegan Murray. And that we maybe need to talk about Keegan Murray a little bit. Then you got Sabonis. And then in the second line, you've got Davian Mitchell, Malik Monk, Kessler Edwards. This is where this Sasha Ventikov comes in. They've got him listed as their second PF and then Alex Len as their as their second center. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, if if we're going back, oh sorry, I was I was getting all hot and heavy over uh De'Aaron Fox. But um Sabonis exactly. went 19, 12, and 7 last year. What percentage? So, yeah, he yeah, he was a top five. Um, he was a top five. Even if you're paying nine cap, he was a top five guy last year. Um, I don't think he gets any better than that. Um, but he mm-hmm. shoots at thirty seven percent. Doesn't ruin you with his free throw percentage. There's really no downsides to having Sabonis. They're paying him the big bucks. Um, so I suppose in the top thirty, probably in your top twenty three you're going to be talking about Sabonis and Fox. You're, you're taking Sabonis before Bam Adebayo. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Spot but on. we were talking Bam at like 20-odd. Yeah, true. Uh, we're, talking, we're talking Sabonis at 12. Yep. I also think I think there's a conversation as to, and it's going to depend on your first couple picks, on Fox over Bam. They're, they're similar sort of... Um, I, Anthony, I expect them to Anthony, go Anthony Davis before Sabonis. I take Sabonis before Anthony, Anthony Davis, 100%, every day of the week. Man, we're meant to be arguing. We're meant to be arguing. We're meant <laughs> to be giving the people what they want. Anyways, no, nah, I agree. We move on. Uh, Nick's getting Dante DiVincenzo, four years, 50 million. He kind of looks good in a Nick's jersey, I reckon. Uh, yeah, that's about where it stops for me. <laughs> it's a lot of cash. What does he really give you? Defensive hype, he can dunk. That's really good. Yeah, so can what was that? What's the young fella's name? He won the dunk contest. So can he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah Nick's man. Nick's surely, you know, Brunson, Grimes, Barrett, Randall, Mitch Robinson, DiVincenzo moves into the second lineup with Josh Hart. They just paid DiVincenzo this money after he averaged nine, four, and three. I don't get it. It's a very Nick's move. It's a very Knicks move. That's a great call. We move on to a team that is more my boys, who I think have done well. I think for once in their life, they're finally grabbing some youth. They're finally making some smart decisions. 
Yeah, but let's analyze it. Austin Reeves coming back, four years, 56 mil. Rue Hachimura, three years, 51. A little bit overs in my opinion, but don't mind him being on the list. D'Lo, uh, two years, 37. I want to talk about him for sure. Gabe Vincent, I like this one, three years, 33. Prince, one year at 4.5. Cam Reddish, I'm loving it, two years, 4.6. And Jackson Hayes, two years at 4.6 as well. I think they've won free agency. I've got purple and gold running through my veins, but I think they've won free agency. Oh, look, I, I don't think I'd go that far, but they did all right. I think that they overpaid Rui Hachimura for starters. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that they probably had to pay Austin Reeves the money. I think he'll be good. I think that they got a bit of a discount on Gabe Vincent. Um, yep. And I think Cam Reddish and Torian Prince were, I suppose, worthy dart throws to see if you can get some relevance out of them. I like Jackson Hayes as a backup over, yeah, Tommy Bryant last year. Um yep. I suppose it's going to come back to are they healthy? So where are you going to start to say, I don't see D'Angelo Russell being any better than he's been. I see Austin Reeves probably taking a few leaps forward and I see Gabe Vincent uh, doing okay, maybe a late round guy. But realistically, you're going to be looking at LeBron. Where do you take him? You're going to be looking at Anthony Davis. I just don't know if I see anybody's numbers get elevated by these other guys. No. That's, I never, that's sort of, yeah. I never draft them. I never draft any Lakers players because I just want to sit down and watch them play. Um, plus, I also like, they just, you know, Anthony Davis doesn't take the game by the scruff of the neck enough. Um, LeBron James doesn't finish the fourth quarters enough. Like, I, as much as I don't like him as a person, I would have liked to have seen them bring maybe a Kyrie Irving because he's the guy that can take the game in the fourth quarter, which is what we need. LeBron passes in the fourth quarter, every day of the week. Yeah. Anthony Davis is injured by the fourth quarter. Um, so you look at those games where um, we did well. They relied on Ruby Hachimura hitting like big fourth quarter shots. D'Lo hit the game, the three-pointer against your boys in the playoffs to kind of go through to that next round. Like, do you know what I mean? Like they rely on the other guys hitting the shots. Austin Reeves gives effort, which I like. I really do like the Cam Reddish signing. I think it's nice. It's not fantasy relevant at all, but I do like the signage. Um, but yeah, I'm not touching any of them. I'm not touching any of them. I really do like the D'Lo pick when we realize we're not going to go after Kyrie Irving. I think he gets a little bit too much hass. And I think he's um, I think he's a solid pickup. I think he'll do the job that we need. We yeah, move on. So I wouldn't actually mind getting getting him. So he had an ADP of about 70 last year. And I yep. think he's probably pretty good value in and around there. Because once those top tier point guards, they start to dry up. And like you're going to be looking at... Oh, I suppose you're Tyus Jones and blokes like that. Maybe people yep. overlook um, D'Angelo Russell because he does hit threes at a good clip. He does get some assists. He does some dumb shit. He is annoying to watch. But from a fantasy standpoint, if you can get him in and around that 80 or 90, I think that he's pretty good value. Where do he's you take getting... LeBron? Man, I'm really intrigued. When he came out and said, I'm going to wait and see, it wouldn't have shocked me if he rested this year. It wouldn't have shocked me if he rested this year and then he found a way to sort of just come back again and when the draft happened and, and went from that point of view and just came back in with his son. It wouldn't have shocked me at all. Shocked me in any way, shape or form if he just kind of sat out the year, came back in when Bronny James was drafted. So I think he's going to rest himself a bit this year. I'm not touching him, but if he's sitting there past... 10, 
It's hard not to. It's hard not to. Like he had an ADP on Yahoo of 15. I'm I don't think I'd touch him till 20. Okay. Okay. Move on. Yeah, we move on. Good call. Magic. We love seeing this. Joe Ingles getting paid two years, 22 million. Love seeing him on the Orlando Magic roster. I think he's exactly the type of player they need. And uh, Mo Wagner with two years, 16 mil. Yeah. I don't know if Joe Ingles is exactly what they need, but they have him now. He's sort of like an old Franz Wagner. I just think you gotta you you gotta go you gotta look at it and go. You're talking about presence before. He brings presence. Do you know what I want to see them do? They've got to put the ball in his hands, like he had the ball in his hands at uh, Utah. They've got to let yeah. him play the pick and roll. They've got to let him play a bit of two man ball. They've got to let him do that thing, and they've got to let him lead the team. I'm not talking about leading the team on the court. I'm talking about leading the team off the court. But yeah. put the ball back in his hand. Let him do his thing. He's going to knock down some threes, and I think he's going to help some of the young boys on that roster. Yeah, so my concern with this team is they've got about 47 fucking point guards. So they've got <laughs> so so let me run through. They've got they've they've drafted Anthony Black. They've got Markel Fultz, former number one pick. They've got Jalen Suggs, who they took really high. They've got Cole Anthony, who they've also taken really high. And then we're talking about Joe Ingles getting, I suppose, the ball and playing the pick and roll. Like they need to make a trade. They need to move these guys and get, I suppose, a decent sort of center and a really good, another really good backup small forward. Because all these guys, basically everybody that they're playing, except for Paolo Bancaro and Wendell Carter Jr., play exactly the same position. Uh, you can't have five point guards on the court. No. Yeah. So that that means that means like so I would usually take a bloke like Suggs really late. I've picked up Markel Fultz in the past because I really, you know, we talk about those really big guys that get assists, still get rebounds from the point guard. He shoots really poorly. So if you're tanking, you know, field goal percentage and tanking free throw percentage and tanking three-point percentage, then he's pretty perfect for you. Um, Cole Anthony can be a really spark. But I can't touch any of these point guards that I would usually touch because there is too many of them. The only guy that I'd really take is Wendell Carter Jr. And again, he's one of those blokes that you're going to be taking when Walker Kessler's come up in conversation. Yeah, yeah. When um, when blokes like, oh, I don't know, Yusuf Nurkic has come up in conversation. So you miss out on all the big guns. You're going to be looking for someone like Wendell Carter Jr., maybe with the 80th, 80th or the 90th pick. Apart from that, I am staying out of Disneyland. Yeah, he's relevant. Disney World, mate, get it right. He's relevant <laughs> enough. He's relevant enough, WCJ, for sure. I think he, without like Mo, Mo Bamba being there anymore and they're wondering whether they kept flicking between the two of them of who was actually going to start and those types of things. I think he knows he's the guy. He's a 10 and 10 type guy. But you're right, it's going to come up in that conversation. We move on. We're 54 minutes in and we're halfway. So we're going to up the speed a little bit here. We might even have to give a shout out to Nathan Brain to split this up into two episodes. But we truck on. The board is huge. We've got lots to talk about. Mavericks, Kyrie Irving, three years, 126 mil. Dwight Powell, three years, 12 mil. Seth Curry, two years, 9.2. And Dante Exum getting the one year, 2.7. How are you seeing things in Dallas? Yeah, I really like it. I think it's hard. It might knock Luca from a points league down from maybe the second guy to maybe the fifth guy getting Kyrie Irving back. 
Um, I like the defensive presence of getting someone like Dante Exum. Seth Curry's like a good version of Tim Hardaway Jr. on his team. Um, Rashawn Holmes is, I suppose, a better than a lot of the centers that they've had. It'll be interesting to see probably the battle between Rashawn Holmes and Christian Wood. I think people will reach for Christian Wood because of what he's been when he played for the Rockets. But I think people will be sleeping on Rashawn Holmes. Yeah, I think it's spot on. I'll give the most unpopular opinion of all time. I don't think Doncic ever wins an NBA championship because I don't think Doncic makes anyone better. Yep. So Kyrie Irving is actually the perfect signing because Kyrie Irving doesn't need anyone to make him better. Give me the ball. Let me do my thing. Doncic doesn't make anyone better. He's a bona fide, bona fide superstar. The guy yep. is elite. Let's not question that in any way, shape, or form. But even you go back to when they played against the Boomers, when he was on the bench, they started to come back. When he going back on the court, the Boomers stretched it out. They took the bronze medal, said, peace, see you later. He's great, but he doesn't make anyone better. He didn't make KP better. He doesn't make anyone better. So you nearly got to bring in the Kyrie Irving to go, all right, it's your turn, it's my turn, it's your turn, it's my turn, and hopefully it all comes together. But he's just not an NBA championship player because he doesn't know how to make players better. Michael Jordan had to learn how to make people better. Kobe Bryant made people better. If you talk about the LeBron James, bloody took a Cleveland Cavaliers team to a list that had nobody. So they find ways to make people better and get them paid. Doncic actually just gets people pissed off and they decide to leave. Which That's is my which is perfect for fantasy. Uh, spot on. He is he is <laughs> fantasy royalty. Like let's let's not. I don't think Kyrie Irving even takes him from number two to number five. It keeps him at number two. Absolutely. You're picking the guy. I just think like maybe like Kyrie's ADP last year on ESPN was 28. I just think him coming back, I think that he could probably be a top 20 guy again, but I also think Luca can be a top 20 guy. And I think everybody else on their team, except for whoever wins between Rashawn and Christian Wood are just daily streamers. Yeah, spot on, spot on. I think, yeah, I think Kyrie Irving, I think everybody just gets worried that he's just going to go off to la-la land and you never know where he's going to be. But when you see that he's playing, his numbers are off the charts. They're good. Yeah. Nets, Cam Johnson, four years, 108 million. Oh, my God, what it means to be tall and be able to shoot a basketball to just be able to get paid. Dennis Smith Jr., one year, 2.5. Lonnie Walker, mate, loved him at the Lakers. One year, 2.3. What's going on in Brooklyn? Look, I'm actually really excited for Brooklyn. I will be picking up some Brooklyn Nets this year. Who are you picking up? I'd take Cam Johnson. Um, look, I'd take. Uh, I love Mikael Bridges's just Bridges's. That's Michelle tough. Bridge. I, I know what you're doing there. Say it with confidence, Bridges's. Let's do it. We'll, we'll play yeah. on. Yeah. yeah, I'm rolling with it. Um, I like Nick Claxton. I like Mikael Bridge. I like Cam Thomas, and I think that they – and Cam Johnson. Sorry, both Cams. So yep. I think Cam Thomas can be a spark that you get towards the end of the draft. I think Cam Johnson is undervalued. I actually picked him up last year um, thinking he was going to have a breakout year with the Suns. Sort of didn't happen. Um, but Mikel Bridge is – I can probably see being a top 30 guy. I don't draft him in the top 30, but I can see him being a top 30 guy this year. Are they any chance to land 
Damien Lillard because they are very much in the conversation and they're looking at giving away Ben Simmons, Cam Thomas, future first rounders. What does that look like for you? Yeah, look, I, it's hard. Like, I don't think they have a young, as long as they keep bridges, I don't think they have a young enough piece to entice Portland into actually saying yes. I think Tyler Hero is the best young talent that has been talked about in Damien Lillard trades. And oh. I think that is what you take. I think he fits really well with Scoot as well. Um, yep. I can see Tyler Hero wearing a Portland jersey. I can't see any of these other guys. No, good call. Good shout. Uh, the reigning champs, Denver Nuggets, still parting as we speak. Uh, Reggie Jackson, two years, 10 million. DeAndre Jordan, one year, 3.2. And Justin Holiday, one year, 3.2. I hate that. I think Which Denver one? Nuggets you hate? have. You just hate, I think, hate what they've done. I think Denver Nuggets have won the championship and got worse. <laughs> I don't, like, think ever, I don't think Jokic gives a shit if he ever wins one again. That's that's yeah. what I saw at the end of it all. <laughs> yeah, I think like they've sort of lost their guy in Bruce Brown, and we'll talk about that, and maybe it's not yeah. fantasy relevant. I've always liked Jamal Murray. I've probably taken him too often in other years, um, and I've got Michael Porter Jr. in some, in some deep leagues. Look, I just – I'm going to be staying uh, – if I don't get Jokic – or Murray, probably in and around that 40 to 50 mark. I don't think I am touching any of these guys. Is Jokic still number one? Yep, 100%. Lock it in, Eddie. By, by country mile. It's, yeah, it's not even a conversation with anyone else. He makes me nervous now. Like, I'm not going to lie. He makes me nervous. After just seeing him winning a championship and just, like, not realizing what you're even meant to do with a champagne bottle, like... It makes me nervous. Like, does he actually even care? But maybe that maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that just means he'll just continue to do what he's doing and and truck on. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I surely there's got to be some bit of a championship hangover. Um, but does it affect his does it affect his fantasy relevancy? I don't know. So over of, the regular I season, don't want the number, I kind of don't want the number one pick just for that reason. No, no, I want the number one pick over the regular season. Put this into perspective. 24.5 points, 9.8 assists, 11.8 rebounds, shooting 38% from three with 82% free throw percentage and 63% field goal percentage. So I always talk about getting guys that you can tank. Honestly, you've just got a point guard, a center, a guy that shoots really good threes, uh, a guy that doesn't turn the ball over very much, all in your first pick. He is the perfect fantasy player, and I would give up nearly my second and fourth pick for Jokic every year. Oof. Well, we will see. Let's mark this. What do we got? One hour, two minutes. We'll mark this point down. <laughs> I'm not denying. I'm not denying that he is number one ADP, but I'm saying his numbers will drop. That's what I'm going with. We move on. Uh, Indiana Pacers, Bruce Brown, uh, two years, 45 million. And the guy we'll talk about, Halliburton, five years, 260, getting paid again. Pacers? Yeah. So I was really excited about blokes like um, Andrew Nempart um, because I just thought that that'd sleep. I've actually picked him up in a couple legs towards the end of the season, and he did really well for me. Um, 
I suppose the fact that Nembard, Bruce Brown, Buddy Heald, Benedict Matherin are all kind of the same person is a bit of a concern uh, when basically Tyrese Halliburton has the keys to the city and Miles Turner is their second best player. I suppose all those other guys are blokes that you can take after 90, after 100, having a really good punt. But Miles Turner, I just think he is a bona fide star at centre. Um, yep. Yeah, absolutely love it. I just love the threes. I love the blocks. I think for fantasy, like you go get – you you can basically tie him with anyone and he makes your fantasy team better. Where do you take him is a bit of a question mark. I saw him getting taken in the 20s um, in a lot of comps and I'm in some pretty high-tier comps. But um, his ADP at – on other leagues were in and around and it surprised me when I had a look 39 with Yahoo and 68 on ESPN. So if you're playing in some leagues just with some mates and you've been looking, you know, trying to get a leg up, if he's there at 50, hundred percent take him, you will nearly win your league um, because I have seen people win comps taking him top 30. I reckon if you get him at 50, you're sitting there with a, a hard-on for the whole season. When you get him yeah. at 30... A James Harden. When you when you get him in the 30s, he's disappointing because he's an absolute roller coaster. He's an yeah. absolute roller coaster. And if you're like having one of those NBA Wednesdays where you're like picking the roster and you've got like everybody to pick from from your bench and you're like, it does your head in. When you don't have a choice... And he's on your uh, he's on your starter he's on your roster. You're stoked. You're like cool, whatever comes. But man, he annoys the shit out of you because when you make a choice and you put him on, he lets you down. But he's a gun. You've got him in a certain place. You're going to pick him. I want to talk about Halliburton though. Twenty yep. point, uh, twenty points, ten assists, forty nine percent field goal, forty percent from three, eighty seven percent from free throw, one point six steals. Is he still putting up double-digit assist numbers? That was off the charts last year. I think he can. I think he's that talented. Simple as that. Let's just move on. Uh, yeah. yeah, look, it's it's move hard on. to. Like, I'm probably, I've got him at nine. He's probably going to be a top 15 guy regardless. I think the paces got better with all the guys that they've got. It can't get much worse for him. Yeah. Sign me known up you, on Tyrese known you, for, known you for a couple of years now, mate. That was the shortest answer you've ever given me for any question I've ever asked you. But I like Can it. He we'll get it. Can he the do only it? one that was yes. short was Lamelo Ball. Where are you picking him? Nine. Okay, move on. <laughs> um, <laughs> we move on to the Pelicans. Herb Jones, four years, fifty-four mil. Cody Zeller, uh, one year, three point two. What is going on in New Orleans? And mate, should we be booking a trip because it looks like they're having a hell of a time? Yeah, man. Oh, I don't know. I've actually, I'm actually pretty excited for it because I think people will undervalue Zion because of his personal issues. That won't affect him on the basketball court. No, he's no. getting. You know what? He's getting rub downs. He is living his best life. Uh, yeah. Look, Zion is a bona fide start, like generational talent. Um, I am still going to be targeting Zion in my leagues. I've always loved Val, but I found last year people started to take him earlier. Like I've always found I could get Val at a steal. Um, yeah, people started taking him a lot earlier last year. 
Yeah, mate, he put up some good numbers last year. I think his boards were off the charts. Um, I don't have it in front of me right now, but his boards were off the charts. I probably should be able to click on him. Um, his boards were off the charts. He started to shoot a couple of threes as well, which was nice to see. Um, I think Zion steps up. I think Brandon Ingram continues to have a big year again as well. It's a tricky one when you have people like CJ. Like CJ can just like take the ball and just like have a bit of a run and, and go nuts. But Brandon Ingram, uh, Zion Williams, I think it's their year. If they're going to do anything in New Orleans, those two have to be the players. But really, yeah, go on. Yeah, no, you go. They're you really, go. they're really top heavy. Like so, there's yeah. four guys that you could take, and four guys that you could probably take comfortably top sixty. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then you start to look if there's any value. And I don't see it. Like Herb Jones, people were taking him 80s, 90s, 100s last year. He's a nuffy. Yeah. Dyson Daniels. Yeah, not yet. And he's somebody that I'll earmark. Even Trey Murphy. I just think all these guys are such high usage guys that even their second unit isn't really going to be a second unit. It's just going to be a splattering of these starters. And, you know, Brandon Ingram's just going to take over when CJ and and Zion have a rest, et cetera, et cetera. I think that you've got some really high usage guys that you want on your team, but everybody else don't touch with a 10-foot pole. So J-Val went 14 points, 10 rebounds, 1.8 assists at a 54.7% field goal percentage. Yeah, love it. Did you repeat? Yeah, I think so. I think he's done it for years. Um, But, yeah, like I've always been able to get him in like the 60s and the 70s when he played for the Grizzlies. And now I suppose everybody's watching Zion games. It's all fantastic. He's getting drafted like in the 50s or early 50s or late 40s I even saw last year. Yeah, not not enough value there for me. Last question, we move on. Zion, what's his ADP for you? Uh, 28. 26.7 rebounds, 4.6 assists, and nearly 61% field goal percentage. I tell you what, you've got to watch him, and sometimes you just got to take a risk. I agree. Yeah, like he's, he, it could be his year to break out. Uh, Pistons, um, no major signings. What's going on in Detroit? They're not going to be good again this year. Man, they got unlucky with the lottery balls. Far out. Far yeah, out. <laughs> yeah, they did. Look, I just wonder, like, how long can you start doing? They did. Like, they went and got Monte Morris. And just started taking guys' contracts for picks again. Like, they've been doing that as long as I can remember. Like, maybe the last five years. They just keep pushing back their window. And, like, something's got to give. They're another one of those teams that have about 47 point guards, which is really going to annoy me because I want Cade. But I just think that maybe they don't play Killian Hayes. I just think maybe they don't play Monte Morris very much. I just don't think that they play... Look, Jaden Ivey's probably going to start at the shooting guard, but I think maybe Joe Harris just gets waived. Uh, they took him from Brooklyn. Uh, Brooklyn are trying to clear some cap space for Lillard. So, does Thompson start, or do you, or do you, or do you, or do you play like a Bogdanovich and a Joe Harris at the three four just to stretch the field for um, to stretch the court for a Cade Cunningham? I actually think they play Bogdanovich in like a. Um, 
Laurie Markinen at the three kind of role. I think that they mm-hmm. find um they find some space for uh maybe Jameis Wiseman, maybe um maybe Jalen Duran. And I think that they give Baggles um a bit of a run. He was pretty good for him last year, put up some empty numbers on a shit team. So um yeah, always love that. I feel like this is where, like, because you mentioned uh, Duran before. I feel like I'm just having a look at it. And tell me if, if some of these guys aren't on the list anymore, tell me. I, I'm not up with my Detroit Pistons. I'm not going to lie. So you got Wiseman, Duran, Bags, and you've got – is Isaiah Stewart still on their list as well? Yeah, and Isaiah Livers, who's, like, a good version of Stewart. I mean, it's like five guys that you feel like any one of them could be their chosen starter. Any one of yep. them could be on their second list. Do you, Therefore, you just put a line through all of them? Yeah, look, they went from having 47 point guards to having 47 centers, and they don't have, like, like I hate it. I absolutely hate what they're doing here. I, I think, like, the fact that nobody watches the Detroit Pistons, um, a couple of, oh, not last year, the year before, I was probably the only guy in Australia watching Grizzlies games, right? So you got to the second game, and I picked up one Desmond Bain in a league that went 200 deep off waivers. Wow. Won, won the comp. So I yeah. feel like as if you watch the Detroit Pistons. Just throw that in there, mate. Well done. Very good. Yeah. Very good. yeah. The, the, <laughs> I only made 13 trades, uh, ins and outs, waiver picks, anything all year. So I think if you watch Detroit Pistons in those first couple games, you're going to get a bit of an idea as to how that they're going to play it. Whether Killian Hayes is is a basketball player anymore, whether Joe Harris is going to get any minutes, whether Alec Burks is going to get any minutes. If you start with, like, Jaden Ivey's a serviceable player. Cade Cunningham could be a superstar in the future. Asar Thompson is a superstar in the future. But maybe they just run through someone stupid like Marvin Bagley or do something like that. And you can get a real steal off waivers. So I think it's really important to watch Pistons games because nobody else will. Yeah, nice. Good call. Nine teams to go. Let's push through. Raptors, uh, Pirtle at four years on 80 mil, Dennis Schroeder on two years on 26, and Jalen McDaniels, two years, 9.3. What's going up in Canada, eh? I hate what they've done. Yeah, me too. Hate it. Big time. Like, they've got a bad version of Fred Van Vliet, a bad version that can't shoot, I suppose, as their replacement for Fred Van Vliet. Are these guys just tanking now? See, Atkins put them in a freaking, like, he screwed them. Like, they've gone to look to move the guy, and the guy's like, I don't want to play anywhere else. This is where I want to stay. I don't want to play for them. I won't sign. I won't sign an extension. Anywhere you send me, I won't sign. So no one's going to take that risk. No one's going to jump on that nonsense. So he's kind of screwed them. Like, because if I'm a GM, I'm like looking at, you know, moving him. So from a fantasy relevancy point, though, like, see, I somebody that people look at, but are you touching him now? Because he seems shitty as hell. Yeah, I would take Siakam and I would take OG Ananobi. Okay. I'd probably even take Yaka Pertle again in those those mid-tier guys, you know, as you start to watch them all go off the board. If Yaka Pertle is still there at 80, I'll probably pick him up. If he's there at 90, I'll probably is that pick them, him up. Is that them saying that they've got they've got way more confidence, in, and rightly so, in a Pertle over a Precious Akua or a Chris uh, Boucher? Who they just so they should, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. So they should. They're not yep. real good. 
Like, Scotty really, Barnes, then. what do you think good for you? Is he fantasy relevant? Yeah, fantasy relevant, but somebody will take him before me. I think that I think... Take him too early? Yeah. Yeah, I think that he's probably more of a 60, 70 guy, and people were starting to take him in the 30s and the 40s last year. Um, are they going to play him like almost like a point guard role? Because I hate that as well. Like, they're just going to have... Like, Dennis Schroeder's they don't have a not choice. Cool. They don't have a choice. No, they're going to play like, Dennis Schroeder, which is awful. Nah, nah. They'll, I reckon, I actually reckon they might start with Dennis Schroeder to make it look realistic on what they're trying to do, but then he'll sit down and they'll give the ball to Scotty Barnes. I think oh, that's what they're going to do. I OG don't agree with Pas- OG and Pascal Siakam, if you're okay with their drops in field goal percentages this year, uh, their usage is going to be unreal. Yeah, I'm a big OG fan. Big OG fan. So I don't mind that. But yeah, I don't know what's going to go on with that roster. It just looks weird. Just doesn't look right. Doesn't look like a basketball team. Um, Speaking of doing well in the draft, but then being very interesting in the free agency, the Houston Rockets, Fred Van Vliet, three years, 130 mil. Dylan Brooks, four years, 80 mil. Jock Landau, uh, four years, 32 mil. Jeff Green's coming back, one year, six mil. Um, yeah, what are you, what's going on in H-Town? So I did really like their moves and I really liked their draft picks. But then I have a look at some of the guys that they've bought and is yeah. uh, Armin Thompson even going to play? Like, oh, obviously sure. he's going to play. But sure. is he going to be playing 18 minutes a night and they're just looking to ease him in? Because they didn't pay Dylan Brooks $80 million to not play. So he's going to be starting. Jalen Green's going to be starting. Fred Van Vliet's going to be starting. I'm presuming that it's going to be, you know, your Jamari Smith, which I got burnt on last year. Thanks, guys. And Alperin Shengun. Like, Hmm. I was interested in picking up Armin Thompson when I saw that he went to the Rockets. And now it's a no for me, dog. Yeah, no, I think it's what I'm... I mean, you got Kevin Porter Jr. You got um, Christopher. uh, You got Dylan Brooks. You got Tari Eason. Uh, yeah, who knows what who knows what that roster could look like each week. Um, so, it could look very different. So I think you're only like Fred Van Vliet, Jalen Green, um, Sengun. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's a really so, tricky one. Fred Van Vliet. So what do you think happens with him? So he was going 19 points per game, 34% from three, four rebounds, seven assists, and a couple of steals. I rate him. I um I picked him up at about twenty two last year. I would take yeah. him top twenty this year. I think FV, that he's going to get more FV, points. FVV or Jalen Brunson? FVV or Jalen Brunson? Fred VanVleet. So, you, uh, yeah, it's a big call. I'm not Look, taking. I'm not taking the Brunson burner top twenty. Well, I don't think I'm taking FVV top twenty. I think there's too many ball. I think there's too many people who want the ball now, but he has to be the guy. Clearly, he's the guy. They're saying, we're putting you on that money. We're bringing you, you're the guy. So it's not yep. a bad shout. Top 20? Nah. I'd go outside 20 for me. Yeah. So Fred Van Vliet. So, um, nah, outside 20 for me. I wouldn't, if I, I, I wouldn't be picking him in the top 20. And I'm not doing yep, that just cool. to disagree because we've agreed too much on the show. But, um, yeah, oh, I think Sorry. for everything that you've just said, I think for everything you've just said, it's too much of a risk, even though I know he'll be the guy. I just don't – I just think everybody else, every team he comes up against knows he's the guy. So Fred Van Vliet was 
wait for it. The he was a top fifteen guard last year. So here's my call. Jalen Brunson has a better year fantasy wise than Fred VanVleet. Cool. I hope I'm in a lot of drafts with you. I may have had a few too many, but <laughs> that's just my opinion. I just think Jalen Brunson's at least shown that he can do it in a team. When's FVV been the guy to lead the team? He's not. The, he's never been the guy. Champion, NBA champion, Fred VanVleet. Not the guy. He wasn't the guy. He doesn't need to be the guy. He's in Houston. Nobody gives a fuck. He's just going to bang out a lot of fantasy mate, points. Mate I, mate, I got a lot of love for Derek Fisher. Don't get me wrong, but he wasn't the guy. Like, come on now. Like, <laughs> turn it up. He hit some amazing shots, but he wasn't the guy. Hang his bloody jersey up in the bleachers if you want to, but he wasn't the fucking guy. Come on, man. Turn it up. Far out. Fred Van Vliet isn't going to be worse than last year. And his ADP last year was... I reckon his, I reckon his, I reckon his field, goal, field goal percentage goes down. Yeah, I reckon well, his, yeah. His, his 100%. But, goes down. I reckon, his turnovers, I reckon his turnovers go up. And he might, and his assists go up and he, and he scores 26 a game. All right. I love this. We now have something to look at throughout the whole season. This is good. I enjoy this. I apologize for swearing, but you just got me fired up. And we we're talking about a guy with the first, first name started with an F and it just came out. I apologize. I, I um, we move on to the 76ers. Pat Bev, one year, 3.2. And then two other dudes I've never heard of, just signed on one years. Is James Harden there? He's got to not be. Surely he's not there. Who trades for him? It's not Houston now. <laughs> Isn't it? I don't know. He's he's James Harden is just looking to enjoy life and all the power to him. He's the Nick Kyrgios now of the NBA. I'm just going to enjoy life, get paid, and and do what I do. He's not looking to get a championship ring anymore. He's just looking to play basketball and enjoy life. So, where do you take James Harden this year, and where does his stats go from last year? I'll let you answer where where he's going. I'll get his stats up for you. Where does he go? As in, are you talking about where does he go team wise? No, where does he go fantasy wise? This is a fantasy sports podcast. Fantasy wise, I think for sure he's got to go. You still got to pick the guy. He's still he's still ten to fifteen. So I've got him higher than you. I'm taking him before Tyrese Halliburton and Lamelo Ball. No, I take I take Halley before him. Halley's locked in. Halley's at the point of his life where he goes, you know what? I want to show. I know he just got paid. I'm always wary of players who just got paid, but they're at the point of their career where they're now going. I want the throne. How do I get it? You know, like I'm ready to go. Where James Harden's ready to go. I'm ready to dribble up the court, go to the logo, and shoot the three, and then hit the strip club later tonight because I got millions of dollars. That's exactly the kind of guy I need in my team. Yeah, but shooting up the three, no, shooting up the three, he's not looking for the assists. He's not looking, he's not getting any steals. He's getting he averaged, he averaged 11 assists last year. He averaged 10.7 assists last year, 21 points, six rebounds. You're talking about Russell Westbrook and his triple doubles. Just, just come back to the goat that shoots 86% free throw percentage. <laughs> 
38% from three and still shoots at 44% field goal percentage. He doesn't even kill you at that. Shoot it, getting 20, 10, and six. In my defense, all I asked was how many triple doubles does Russell Westbrook get? <laughs> <laughs> I thought eight was a stretch, just quietly. I'm throwing it James, back in okay, your face. Okay, hold on. I'll give you this. If James Harden stays at Philly, I'll take him before Halley. If James yeah. Harden gets traded to a low-ranked team that has no, like, playoff aspirations, I'm going to just kind of just divert my attention away. That That's Mate, my thing. If he goes to a shit team, he could score 40 a night. He could. He, he, he could. That's so that's can, what I want. So can Cam Thomas. The, 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 the Brooklyn Nets was dropping 40 on random nights. So was Jeremy Lin. I'm just saying. Like, come on. In my fantasy teams too. I went there. Yeah, I went there. Uh, Spurs, Trey Jones, two years, 20 mil. Uh, Julian Champagny. What a name. Four years, 12 mil. Uh, Spurs. It's all about Wemby. It is all about Wemby. I'm excited for the Spurs. I think that there's going to be some sleepers on the Spurs. I want Trey Jones in my team. Ooh, I I, I like it. I'm I'm a big fan. When Trey Jones, I mean you you've got the you've got the knowledge watching him play. When he is that starter's position, he he can play. I, I don't doubt yeah. that at all. Absolutely. So have a look at the other point guards on his team and tell me that he's not just going to start every game this year. He kills your three-point field goal percentage. He's absolutely garbage at that. But yeah, there's nobody else on his depth charts. Yeah, he's the starter, 100%. I think a lot yep. comes down to whether how he links up well with Wemby, how he gets some assists in that situation. Kelvin Johnson, obviously, at the same time. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I don't mind the trade, John. Uh, where, where does he sit, though? Where does he sit for you? Like, is he... I think is he's, he I think he's a guy that you can get in like the ninth round or something that can really round out your team uh, and get that. Assists are so hard to find late in the draft. I agree. Um, and I think people won't be looking here. I think P- I think Vassell is going to go high. I think Keldon's going to go higher than I think. And I actually think that they take away from each other. I think Wemby's going to go top 20. I'm not going to be taking him top 20, but he will go top 20 because the hype is real. And um, I'm going to be looking at... Jeremy Sohan and Trey Jones. I think Keldon goes higher than he should. I think Vassell goes high, but I think that's warranted. And I think you're spot on. I think Trey Jones should go later and you'll get, I think he'll be really efficient with the ball. I think he'll be really efficient with the ball for sure. And I think you'll get somebody who is trying to prove himself, but won't overdo it to prove himself. He'll just prove it with efficiency, low turnovers and get the job done. Yeah. I don't mind it. Not, Non-fantasy-wise, I actually think it's really good value too. Yep, good call. Phoenix Suns, all happening in Phoenix. Eric Gordon, two years, 6.5. Eubanks, they're starting to do the Lakers list here. There's all the stars and then filling in the vet mins. Uh, Eubanks, two years, 5 mil. Damian Lee, two years, 5.3. Bates, you up, two years, 5 mil. Uh, Medu, 2.5. Akogi, 2.3. Watambi, uh, 2.3. They're just starting to feel the roster now, aren't they? Yeah. So I don't think any of those other guys are fantasy relevant, but I think it's really good for their championship aspirations. They needed guys that they could bring in for just really good value deals. I actually really like Kata Bates Diop last year. 
you know what? Eric Gordon can still shoot the lights out. Utah Watanabe was leading the league in free uh three point field goal. I really percentage. like the Watanabe sign. I really like the Watanabe signing and I really like the Eric Gordon signing. I think I think at that price, two years, six point five mil, I think he's the kind of guy that they needed to come off the bench for sure. Yeah, and, and Eubanks is great. But I'm gonna ask you this. So you've got Devin Booker, you've got mm. Kevin Durant, mm. you've got Aiton, and who's their other massive guy? Beal. Uh, and they've Beal. just got Bradley Beal. Sorry, I just opened the wrong depth chart. Uh, and you've got Bradley Beal there. Who is the fifth starter? Do you go like... Oh, I think you've got to go defensive, in my opinion. So I think you've got to go... Just having a quick look. Do I go... Is it a Kogi? Does a Kogi just step in and play that that role? Um, I think- who am I missing? Yeah, is it a Kogi? I think it's Josh Kogi. So I think unless it's Cameron you, unless, Payne. I was just about to say, unless it's Cameron Payne that you're giving the ball. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I was just giving the ball. Let let him dribble it around. There's lots, and I think that you can probably take him with the last pick in the draft and get some really good value out of him. I think I don't, I don't think he gets starters. I don't think he gets starters minutes though. I don't think he gets starters minutes. Who else plays point guard? Like you've got, uh, it's Nobody. not Beal. It's not Beal, but you've got Booker and you've got Durant. They can bring the ball up. They can. Yeah, I just think I think campaign has proven yeah. again there's and value. again that he's a dog. There's value. Hundred percent. There's value. Uh, I'm not yeah. going to deny. And, the, and then with those with those other guys, you've just got to see who gets the minutes, I suppose. Uh, but I I just really like the signings from a basketball standpoint. I'm not sure if they're all super fantasy relevant but i think on any given night when you're looking to pick up some threes when you're looking to pick up some rebounds when you're looking to pick up some assists like drew eubanks could have been the best center not starting in the league last year yep he's good is durant still, is durant still top five i have him at six so close enough cool fair enough nice uh thunder uh no big signings really not too much there. What's how's that? Patty Mills. Patty Mills. I love that Patty Mills signage. That's cool. I do. I hope that. he doesn't get waved. Will he? If he gets Maybe. waved, what, if he gets waved, where does he end up? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe a team like Phoenix. Yeah. Who, who's Maybe a team like the Heat. Who, who's relevant to you? Obviously SGA. Where's SGA sitting on your list for you with the Thunder? Um, top 10. Top 10. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Top 10. Yep. Just, just, I've got him 10th on my board. So. It's still his team. It's his team. Even with Chet yep. coming back and Giddy improving, it's SGO's team. And I think everyone's on board with that as well. I think everyone's yep. really on board with that. I think Giddy's probably a great teammate to have. I think everybody knows it's SGO's team. Um, yeah, they'll be fun to watch. They'll be fun to watch this year. No doubt. I like I like Giddy picked in and around that 50-60 mark. I suppose I like uh, I like Chet at 40, just being a bit of a bit of a gamble in there. Like he could put up all-star type numbers. We just don't know yet. And 40 sort of the point where I have a pump. Yeah, I don't mind that. I'm happy with Chet there. I think everybody ripped into him a bit and he came back all right in that in uh, that summer league game. So yeah, it looks good. 
Timberwolves, Anthony Edwards gets paid five years, 260 mil. Naz Reed, three years, 41. Shake Milton, two years, 10 mil. Um, Alexander Walker, two years, four mil. Troy Brown Jr., two years, eight mil. T-Wolves. It's an interesting roster. Yeah, yeah, it is. I like it. They've paid their guy in Anthony Edwards. I've always hated Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert. I've got Carl Anthony Towns weirdly at like 15 this year. I think somebody takes him before me. Yeah, but I agree. Yeah, I think somebody takes him before me, but I think it's going to be a mistake. I think one of the worst things that ever happened for him was like, as in from people that watch and fantasy, he won the three-point contest. And people have just like blown out like his three-point numbers and like what that does and just kind of assume that he does everything. He doesn't now. Rudy has changed that. Rudy is kind yeah. of allowed him to sort of move. It's kind of like where Anthony Davis wants to go, like how Anthony Davis wants a center to come in. You go get the boards. You go get the blocks. I'll kind of just like do my thing out here. So I actually have him dropping and I'm happy for people to take him earlier than me. Um yeah, where does Anthony Edwards sit to you from a fantasy standpoint? Like, where's he starting to get to? I think he's bang up against a bloke like Zion for me, in and around that sort of late 20s. Um, he was bad last year uh, from yeah. a fantasy standpoint. Uh, people were taking him top 20, and I just don't want to make that mistake, but I think that he has the potential to be a top 15 guy, uh, which I really like taking in maybe that sort of early 30s. Like I'm taking him over blokes like Jimmy Butler or anyone like that yeah. uh, because I think this guy can just stay on the floor. I like Mike Conley beside him, um, obviously being a Grizzlies guy. Um, yeah, really love Mike Conley. I might even have a throw at him late in drafts. But apart from that, Kyle Anderson's a bit of a stream guy and there's not much else going on here, is there? No, I agree. Where I do you agree. take Rudy Gobert? Oh, he's an interesting one. It's, it's, it's his antics off the court at the moment as well that you're like, you know, and he gets all up in his team or everything that happened with Kyle Anderson as well. You're sort of like, do they like him? Are they looking to float the ball to him? If he's not getting like that floater, like alley-oop basket, nice and easy under the rim, you know, as a center, when you're picking that kind of guy that you know you're going to get the boards and you know you're going to get the blocks, you also want him getting that ball dished to him under the rim that he can just put straight in. So you kind of get the the 10 points from him at 80%, 60%, 70% field goal percentage. But I don't know if they really like him. And that's the problem for me. So look, I guess it, it honestly, for me, the value is in him depending on who you get. If you're If you've got pick six and you get a Kevin Durant, I kind of want to put a Rudy Gobert with him to go my field goal percentage. I want to be efficient. I want to get some boards and I want to get some, you know, blocks as I go along. But if I'm getting a, um, if I'm getting a curry or I'm getting something, or if I'm getting a Giannis, a Giannis, you want to put him with a Giannis as well. So it really comes down to who I'm getting in those early rounds. For sure. I love him with Giannis because they both fuck love your field goal percentage. Absolutely. And you just- and you just absolutely, you know, just lean into it. You're just happy to take any – those guys that will fall to you because, oh, I don't want to take that guy because he's going to ruin my free throw percentage. Then suddenly you can take a guy around later. Yeah, this is what we planned earlier. I have no problem with giving away free throw. It opens up so many avenues, dude, so yeah. many. Uh, Warriors, mate, we've got two teams to go. Draymond Green getting paid four years, 100 mil. That's where they decided to put their dollars. And Corey Joseph comes back one year, 3.2. Uh, we know Chris Paul's obviously at the Warriors. You've talked about it with G-Wiz as well. What does that look like from a fantasy standpoint? Is this the last dance for the Warriors? 
Yeah, I, I think that they're sort of getting towards that. They've got rid of blokes like Wiseman and that. Who the like they tanked that year for Wiseman. Uh, they've they've given up on some things like that. These guys just want to have a run at a championship. Clay's still good. Steph's still good. Chris Paul, look, maybe he sits a few games this year. Maybe he plays eighteen minutes a night. I'm not touching Chris Paul in fantasy. I would touch Steph in fantasy. Um, I'm staying away from. Clay, I'm not touching him in real life, but I'm touching him in fantasy. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of um, touching going on. Yeah, look, Dre, Dre's going late in drafts, and I, I'm a big Wiggins fan. Yeah. I just love the defensive stats that he brings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't not pick Steph. It's still Steph's team. I'm not going anywhere near Clay Thompson, hundred uh, percent. Draymond Green, no. Nah. I just don't touch those type of players. You're spot on. Um, Steph's the only one for me. And Andrew Wiggins, at a certain point, you're going to look to grab him in. I think he knows his role and he does his – I think he does his role really well. Like he does What's that it well. point? Is it is it 80? Is it 70? Andrew Wiggins, I reckon he's going – yeah, no, I wouldn't go any earlier than 80. I still don't think yep, it's cool. any earlier than 80. I think now cool. that you put CP3 in there as well – when he's coming, if he comes off the bench or sort of, you know, he might start but then come on with the bench and things like that, I think past 80. Past 80. Yeah. Uh, final one is uh, the Wizards make Kyle Kuzma gets his dollars, stays where he probably didn't really want to be. Four years, $102 million money talks. Um, what's going on in Washington? So they've went and got a couple guys that will put bums on seats. Mm. So Jordan Poole. Is exciting to watch. Yep. Kyle Kuzma is exciting to watch. Um, they are gonna have god awful percentages, but oh. they could be taking 15, 16, 17 shots a night. If you're yeah, who do you match up then? Like, so who are you seeing in a first round that at some point you go, you know what? I'm okay to put pool in that mix. Like a Steph. Yeah, like I was thinking that, but Steph's still pretty efficient. But like maybe, maybe he is. Maybe you put him with a Steph. I don't like that John Paul's going to have a stack of turnovers. I think you want to dish the ball. Um, I don't think he will just put up as many shots as he wants. I think he'll want to prove people wrong. I think I, I watched a few of their games last year. He really can play and he really has learned a lot from Steph. Like it takes true talent to score off the dribble the way that he was. You can see that he's like really been mentored by Steph. I'm not saying he's anywhere near that caliber, but man, he can do some pretty cool things. Um, and I think he'll want to show that he can do something similar. I don't, I don't mind him. Where does he yeah. go? Where, where, where does he go? At what point are you going, Jordan Paul, I'll bring you in? Here's, here's one. It's not when does he go. It's do you take Bradley Beal or Jordan Poole? John Paul. Yep. And is it around 40? Yeah, I, I think so. I think it's I think it's what league are we talking? We're talking to we're talking a 12 man league. Always uh, 12 for 10. 12 man, love it. Yep. Uh 12, 24, for, yeah, yeah. Fourth round. Fourth round. Yep. yep. I'm okay with that. So, I'm okay with that. This guy, you're picking a guy who you know is going to have the ball in his hand. You're picking a guy who wants to prove the league that he should have got paid and deserved to get paid. My only hesitation is don't try and do too much. If he tries yeah. to not do too much, it's going to be an absolute steal. If he tries to do everything, then it could be a bust. 
Do you want to know who I want if he does try to do too much? Who? Daniel Gafford. <laughs> Gafford. Gafford's a really interesting one, isn't he? I think he, like, he again, he hovers around a certain number, and I think he could be a real steal at a certain point in this draft, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, because he's always sort of played that 22-minute a night, and, like, he played really well in those minutes that he got last year. Yep. He shot it... He shot at 73%. Yeah. Put that no, into I, perspective. So there's like going to be that. a lot of missed shots. He's going to have to go get some boards. Yeah, he has to. I think with their roster, he has to. What is he sitting at? He was nine points, 5.6 boards, 1.1 assists, 73%. Yeah, he's he's got to be that guy. I'm trying to have a look. He played, you know, what did he average? 20 minutes a game. Um, 67% for 3-3. You'd like to see a bit more than that. 1.3 blocks, not horrendous. Um, Yeah, look, I think he's definitely someone to look at for, for sure. Yeah. So to put it into perspective, Daniel Gafford is ranked 176 on ESPN at the moment. Tell me there's not value there. Tell no, me there's going to be people that aren't even looking at him. Like who else is going to be really stealing his minutes? I think he gets more minutes. I think he not Mike Mascala. <laughs> no, like you're spot on. <laughs> no, you're spot on. I'll tell you like that for three. Jay Huff and Mike Mascala. Like no, you're oh, spot on. I had to Google who Jay Huff was earlier today. So like, look, I think I think yeah, mate. I think you've unearthed someone. If anyone's doing their research, and most people aren't looking at the Wizards to do their research, this is your point you're making before about where KP goes. Does he go higher just because he's a Boston Celtics player? Daniel Gafford, if people haven't done their research, people might go, oh, what are you doing picking Gafford? And then when you actually look at it, he's one of those ones that you could look back on and go, he was a steal. He's the reason why I'm sitting top three in my league. Spot on. Honestly, in a lot of your leagues, they could just be going, who the fuck is that guy? Yeah. No, spot on. Spot on. Spot on. Mate, it's been an absolute pleasure. We have ticked over an hour and 40 of content for you. If that doesn't give you all enough depth of what's going on in NBA free agency land, then you are looking at the wrong spot. Um, Mate, any final words from yourself that people need to look out for? No, you can find me at NBA underscore Matrix on Twitter, and I will be talking shit all year on there. Absolute pleasure. If anybody hasn't, make sure you click subscribe down below. Another big shout out to the Standard Squeeze and Snap Fitness 24-7. Support those that support us. It's been an absolute pleasure. This has been the Insight Fantasy Sport Podcast. Peace out. Cheerio.